Welcome to the Warriors of Grace podcast, hosted by Dave Jenkins. Warriors of Grace is about helping men from generation to generation become gospel men in private, in the home, in the church, and in public through the Word of God. Now for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. All right, guys. Well, welcome back to the Warriors of Grace podcast. My name is Dave, and I'm the host for this show. And today we're going to continue our dangers and intimacy with God and our spouse series, uh, talking today about friendship in marriage. And friendship in marriage is a very important topic that I don't think that we talk about enough. In fact, Whenever I do talk about it, I'm always asked, can you talk about it more? Uh, so there there actually is a very great need in the church today to talk about this subject because I think we often we, we often forget that as men that guess what? Uh, yes, our, our spouse is our spouse. Uh, our wife is our spouse. but just because you cross over the, the threshold uh, into marriage doesn't mean that you stop being friends with your spouse. And I think for many men, that is the case. They stop developing that friendship. They stop developing uh, a, a need to continue to grow in the Lord and, and with their, their spouse. So I hope today will be, this episode will be helpful to you um, to that end. In Proverbs 17, 17, uh, Proverbs says, a friend loves at all times. Uh, we as humans have a need uh, as image bearers to be in fellowship with other human beings. We were made uh, for community as image bearers of the one who is himself in loving community uh, with himself, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God. And we long to experience something of that uh, communion and intimacy between the three persons of the Godhead. And you see, true friendship, it helps us meet that need. Proverbs 17, 17 also states that a brother is born for adversity. And this parallels the first half of this verse that indicates that, that a true friend is as close as a brother and willing to walk with us through our deepest struggles. Blessed is the the person the man who can find that one faithful friend that that should be our spouse let's be real though and we know this to be true uh, marriage is painfully hard it's the joining of two sinners if they're christians that's saint and sinners together in covenant before god marriage according to genesis uh, marriage in a Genesis 3 world is not perfect. In the New Jerusalem, there will not only not be any more marriage, there will also be no more sin. But in between Genesis and the New Jerusalem, there's difficulty, there's pain, there's hardship, there's difficult choices, there's hard financial decisions. And in a covenant marriage, one man and one woman vow before God, the pastor, and those gathered in the congregation that they will love, care, and even cherish one another. That is a deadly serious vow, but it's also a deeply rewarding one. And let's be clear about something. Friendship with uh, the Lord 
is made possible because of the death and resurrection of Christ. Christ himself says in John 15 that we're now his friends, and as friends, we're no longer enemies of the cross. We enjoy union with Christ and all the benefits of Christ himself, including communion with himself. And such friendship is essential to a healthy friendship with, with our spouse, with everyone else. If, if we're not enjoying our friendship with God, we will not only not enjoy being friends with others, we will also have little to no chance of maintaining healthy friendship with others. Men, you see, friendship with our spouse is not hard. We, we say we love them. We say we love the Lord. Great. Now, if we combine what Jesus says about the great commandment in Matthew 22, 37 through 40, we're to love the Lord and to love our neighbor. Well, our neighbor is our spouse. And so we should love our neighbor. We should love our spouse. And the question is, is how are you doing at loving your spouse? It's a vital one to ask. But it's also a very important one to ask. Uh, When we talk about this idea of friendship, we're talking about And we talked about this a few weeks ago a little bit, and I said I would dive into it a little bit more. We need to be present with our spouse. That means, and we'll talk about this in a minute, we need to put away our phone. We need to put away our devices. We need to be present um, as we're talking with our spouse. And when your friendship with your wife goes cold, it's a reflection of your cold heart against the Lord. Make no mistake about it. As men, we are commanded five times in Ephesians 5, 13-33 to love our spouse. We're taught there in Ephesians 5 to love our wives as Christ has loved the church. So whether you take your wife on a date night or every night you sit and talk, you should make that time every day, whether it's 5, 10, 15 minutes, whether it's at the dinner table, whether it's just before you guys go to sleep, you should take the time to lead your wife and to develop that friendship with her every day. Part of your God-given task, men, is to shepherd your wife. So let me ask you, how are you doing at that? But even more so, your shepherding of your wife, men, is a reflection of what you think about Christ himself. In fact, if you think so little of Christ that you are apathetic about your friendship with your wife and your shepherding of her, I have to ask the question, what are you doing? Why are you, even if you're in ministry of any kind, doing that ministry? These are hard words for a reason because we need to realize that our shepherding of our wife, it's a matter of our witness. I've seen men who are ministry, they're only interested in the title, only interested in the responsibility of the ministry, and not interested in their wives and children. And yet, nowhere in the Bible are we told that that we are to prioritize our wives and children after or before our ministry. Instead, uh, we're taught that, that we should prioritize our family before ministry, the Lord before family, and the cross before everything else. Jesus is Lord over our lives, our workplaces, our jobs, our, our everything, or he isn't. Now, that doesn't mean that he stops being the Lord. He is always the Lord. But the question is, is he the Lord over your life today? Is is he taking the place of preeminence 
and supremacy in your life or not. And it's especially important to say these things because of our cultural moment in time. We're living in a moment of time when marriage is crumbling under the weight of business. I get I get it. My wife gets it. We're we're all very busy. We're swamped at work. But you see, marriages are to reflect the glory of our Lord as Christians. That there is no exception to that rule. Every Christian is to have a sound and a healthy marriage because they believe the Bible and the truths therein. And so if we say we believe these biblical truths and don't practice them in our lives, we're, we're saying by our lives that what we believe doesn't actually matter. That's why our marriages are not only a matter of our witness, they also reflect what we actually believe about God and about Christ uh, very practically. So the first thing I want to talk with you about friendship is, and I mentioned it earlier, was put your phone away. Put your phone away. I have to admit, I'm not perfect at this. My wife would tell you I'm not, but I make a concentrated effort to put my phone away, especially at dinner or at meals, uh, to, to spend that time focusing on her. In fact, what better witness, especially if you have children, to put away your phone? You know, children are inundated with their phones. I mean, the statistics are alarming. But putting away your phone at dinner or in a conversation, especially with your spouse, will set an example to your children um, and communicate to your spouse, hey, look, um, you know, my, my phone is not that important. You're more important than my phone. And so putting away your phone underlines the principle of intentionality and purposefulness and loving our spouse and giving her our full attention that, that should highlight our communication. See, our communication is not only the words that we say, it's also, you know, our nonverbal uh, communication as well. And, and both, both matter. Second, I want to urge you to take your family to church every week. Part of our responsibility as men is to lead in the home. And part of that is taking your family to, to church. And while church is a place, it's also people, the people of God redeemed through Christ alone. And if you want to fight for friendship with your spouse, it begins with regularly attending church, sitting every week under quality expository preaching taught by qualified men. Third, I want to urge you to prioritize your devotional life. This, this is what I mean when I talk about becoming a man of God in private. There's, there's no way to have a healthy marriage and friendship with your spouse or, or with anybody else if you are not spending time availing yourself of the means of grace. That is spending time with the Lord. We, we can talk all we want about, you know, uh, Bible reading being a delight or a duty and the spiritual disciplines, but if we're only making excuses for, for not engaging the, those, then we're not going to grow in Christ and our marriages are going to suffer. Our, our friendship will also suffer along with our local churches. We need to be men of the word and get in the word, in prayer, and enjoying the Lord ourselves. Fourth, find time each week where you can be with your be with your spouse, where you can go out somewhere, where you can enjoy each other. Well, 
You might say, I don't, to that, you might say, I don't have money to go out. You don't need money to go out. You can watch a movie on the TV. You, you can just maybe play a board game. Maybe you can be in the same room and, and read a book or have a talk with one another. You can go on the back patio and have a conversation. Maybe have some water or a nice beverage or something and so on and so forth. Um, it, it requires you to think and to be practical, not to take the examples that I'm giving you and then refute them. Find your own, uh, take, the, take the things that I'm saying here and apply them to your situation. Be intentional, be purposeful. That's the point, not to give you these examples so that you can say, oh, I'm not going to do that. No, it takes time to work out issues, to talk about financial problems and even to discuss theological matters. These conversations, my point is, is are not one-offs. They are lifetime talks. Growing together requires intentionality. We talked about this, but I want to I want to dive a little bit further into this, um, and that is the idea of overlooking offenses that you commit against one another. But you're also going to need to keep short accounts with one another. Do I keep? You might we wonder. Do I keep short accounts or do I overlook offenses? It's both. You see, I can choose to overlook the offense in the moment of my wife not talking to me in the best way, which may not even be, uh, which may even be in a straightforward manner that offends me, while also acknowledging that I will think uh, I'm going to think about what she says. Or let's say I say something to no, I uh, say something dumb. Well, I need to ask questions. I need to ask for forgiveness from Sarah. And let's say within an hour or two, let's say. I'll go to Sarah and say, I'm sorry for the thing that I said or did. Will you please forgive me for, for what I said and did? And, and she can say yes, or she can say she needs more time to think about it. And this is one example of, of repentance and also keeping short accounts and keeping the lines of communication open that we talked about. It, marriage is hard, but it's also worth it. Perhaps today, men, you're, you're in a loveless marriage where you don't even feel cared about. Before I learned to apologize and ask my wife for forgiveness, I can remember the first time where I did ask for forgiveness from Sarah. I would ask her, this is about two years into our marriage, and, and she would tell me, uh, this is my perspective of this, to give her time and space, and she forgave me. But she needed space to uh, forgive, uh, to process things. And now many years later, over a decade later, she can forgive me and say she needs space, and I'm okay with that. And the same with me. If she offends me, I forgive her. And sometimes I say I need space, and then we talk later. Why? Because we both love the Lord. We love one another. Over time, we've demonstrated that we can work out issues. We can build up trust with one another. we built up trust with one another. We're friends. We care for one another. We are committed to one another. We want to care for one another. Well, as we wrap up this episode today and as we round the corner, I don't know where you are at today, men, with, with friendship with the Lord, with your spouse. I do know that some of this advice and counsel um, I've given today will be hard for you for a variety of reasons. And my intended sharing this isn't, isn't to suggest that you have to do all that is said here in this episode. It's to say, here's what's worked for me. I'm still growing in these things, even so friendship with your spouse and your wife, with that said, is going to require intentionality and purposefulness. And, and such an effort is worth it in the end to grow in grace 
in the knowledge of the Lord. And additionally, it's going to help you go from um, an elementary school education to getting a PhD in your spouse, which that should be the goal for all of us as men in, in marriage before the Lord. I want to thank you for listening or watching this episode of the Warriors of Grace podcast. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to the Warriors of Grace podcast. If you enjoyed the show today, please subscribe, leave a rating on the app, and share our episode with your friends and family. If you want to, you can follow us on Instagram at Servants of Grace, on Twitter at Servants of Grace, or search Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find our show on the front page of the website, servantsofgrace.org.